to the Low-Key Dying Podcast. It's been a little bit of a of a break in between um, my regular posting schedules. It's been a while since I posted, but I'm back with some good content. I'm super excited about today's episode because we're talking about a topic that I have been thinking a lot about in my personal life and I guess kind of struggling with as well. And today I kind of want to have a conversation about success and authenticity and kind of both of them individually and kind of how they play together. And so I have a guest today with me and I'm so excited because I genuinely love her. I have Miss Emily Poon with me and um, I think she's the perfect person for this topic, but... um, Emily, go ahead, maybe introduce yourself, tell them a little bit about you. What do you like to do? Who are you? Oh my goodness. Hello, listeners of Sydney's (laughs) podcast. I'm ecstatic to be here. Um, A couple fun facts about me. This is my first podcast. It's very exciting. I am a third year student and I am studying healthcare management. And for those of you that don't know, that's kind of like a mix of 50% science, 50% um, business classes, and I'm a pre-dent student. So I'll be applying to dental school this coming summer. Cycle. fingers crossed and <laughs> she's getting in you know just book your appointments now if you need a cleaning or no are you doing orthodontics or, or? I'm feeling pediatric dentistry right, so pediatric you guys dentistry. probably don't have kids but if you have nieces and nephews or cousins um watch out in the next decade for a dental practice coming at you guys yes and you know I know if you know Emily you know it's gonna be like the <laughs> cutest most like aesthetic Aesthetic, nice, like bougie pediatric dentist office. It's it's gonna be amazing. Um, so Emily, I struggle with finding guests for this podcast. Number one, because I don't know that many people, <laughs> don't have that many friends. And then number two, I I find it difficult already jumping into the thing of authenticity. I find it hard to find people to find to have like real authentic conversations with and to have people who like actually have something to say about things and I when I wanted to talk about this topic I was thinking I was like man who could I talk with this and I was like boom Emily she I'm gonna brag about Emily for a second um I guess fun story about how we met so Emily is a year younger than me we're a year apart in I guess age and in academics although she's so much farther than me in life but um so when she came here as a freshman I was like Ugh, well I went to go see this boy and she was like in a group where this boy was helping out I'm gonna call him a boy yeah I feel like freshman that's... orientation it was a weird time for everyone it really, it really was so I was infatuated with this boy and so I wanted to go hang out with him and he was like helping like a cool girl and I was just completely Okay, guys, I don't know what happened. We were talking about this guy who is the worst, and then the audio <laughs> cut off, and I feel ugh, he's just bad luck. He can hear us. He course. can hear us, and he came in the audio, and he ruined it. Anyways, back to what I was saying. There was this boy who was leading the freshmen, and you were a part of his little freshman group. Yes, or, true story. Yeah, anyways. So I went to go hang out with him and then I saw that there was this freshman with this beaming highlighter and I was like who is this girl so I was like hi um I really like your highlight (laughs) and you're like wow thanks I really like yours even though I'm pretty sure mine was like not bad because like my skin has taken a a journey and I still not at where I need to be but like back then it was like texture city and I'm sure the highlight was like (laughs) not doing me any favors but you're like thanks I really like yours too and then we were both we both realized we were wearing champagne pop Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I love that for us. Yes. Like I said, I, I love that that is our origin story. I'm very proud of it. Makeup and brings people together, guys. It, 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 Don't it knock really it. does. And I feel like that's the strongest friendship mm-hmm. foundation that we could have. Um, Yeah. So in my time and being in your life, Emily, I think Emily is the perfect person for this podcast. So I'm going to brag about you for a little bit. <laughs> um, So Emily is in the honors program here at our school and you took the MCAT last summer. Yes, I did. So she took the MCAT last summer. She's taken the DAT this summer, Mm -hmm. this summer with enough time to take it again, just in case her score like isn't like skyrocketed enough. (laughs) Like if it's not like to the top, you're still allowing yourself time to redo it, right? 
something like that. Yes. <laughs> I love a woman who thinks ahead. Let me tell you. Um, I mean, anyone who's doing something like that is just like crazy. But then the craziest part is like you are super smart, super driven, always grinding, always like super independent and like building a life for yourself. But then like you have a beautiful, genuine personality on top of that. And like this, this like influencer IG style on top of it. It's like, I don't understand how someone can like be all the things at once. No. <laughs> and I'm not jealous. I'm just in admiration and always honored to be in your presence, truly. So I thought that you were the perfect person to bring on this podcast because I like I struggle sometimes finding people to have genuine, good, authentic conversations with where they have something to contribute. And oh my God, you were just uh, the perfect, the perfect person. Um, like I was saying, I feel like, I guess we can hop into the conversation of authenticity. I feel like, and I don't want to overgeneralize, but I feel like a lot of times the people with the 4.0s, the people who are in the honors programs, the people doing all that kind of stuff, it's like, and people like me who are not doing that, it's easy for us to be like, well, like, sure, they have a 4.0, but like, they don't have a personality, like, they don't have style, they don't know what's going on, but like, you are such an exception. But I mean, have you experienced any of that being in like the honors program or being in those kind of like biology and A&P and whatever classes? Like, have you experienced like, I don't know, how do you think people are in kind of your side of the world that right. I never see the smart side of the world no 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 not at all I think I'll start this conversation with discussing perspective mm -hmm. and everyone's perspective on other people you know the world different subject matters different studies is all so different because what makes us who we are and what makes us perceive the world all kind of starts with you know how we grow up what we've been exposed to and all that stuff and yes. Sydney is super sweet and has thrown all this kind kind <laughs> praise towards me I'm beaming right now tears tears guys <laughs> but um I understand from the outside that the honors society what have you seems I don't know illustrious heightened but you know as someone that has been in the program since the beginning of my college career and you know lives in the honors dorm and whatnot we are honestly just super duper normal people we like to ride our longboards mm -hmm. we like to eat super spicy noodles at like 2 a.m <laughs> and make other questionable decisions <laughs> as such but um I've definitely seen a couple different sides of the story so to speak being a healthcare management major getting that 50 50 science and business on the science side you definitely meet people that are very very smart but maybe you know they're a little lagging in the social aspect mm -hmm. and that's okay and you meet people also in the science department that you know their grades aren't so great but they're doing great in the social aspect and yeah. then you guys have you kind of have people like in the middle and i consider myself in the middle Sydney's very kind but I consider myself an, an average student you know an average student and something I mm. like to prioritize in my life is balance so maybe some mm. of the things that she's saying like how I like to like play with makeup or like you know like to dabble in aesthetic house plants that's a recent hobby of mine yeah <laughs> um all comes from something that I like to consciously put on myself in my daily grind so to speak I like to be balanced you know I don't feel good when I sit in the library and read my science textbook for three hours straight it's cold yes. in there my eyes are dry and yes. it's not fun it's too quiet yeah. um but then I, I don't exactly feel 100 good when i spend an entire weekend doing absolutely like nothing and nothing i don't mean literally nothing i mean maybe like going out with my friends or like hanging out with my family these are all constructive things but i also feel a little bit of i know anxiety is kind of a trigger word but maybe a little bit of anxiety when i don't do anything towards my studies at all during the weekend yeah so i try to kind of lie in the 50 50 realm of things which i think is actually like most healthiest because i've seen a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves academically and they'll be waking up at like 5 a.m and study like 12 hours straight and i just don't think it's healthy i respect their grind i respect how they've found something in their life that they'd like to channel their energy towards or that they think is important but you know like they say too much of anything isn't good for you too much of the good yeah. stuff isn't good too much of the bad stuff isn't good for you so I try to I try to be in the middle yeah and you know in the topic of, of success like like I always I don't know growing up it was always like to me like being busy was like a good thing if you ask someone how they are and they're like oh busy it's like dang like I should be busy you know what I mean but like the older I'm getting the real the more I realize like gosh like busy is like killing me yeah. like when I'm busy if my if you ask me how I'm doing and I say I'm busy like that means I'm not good like mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of times we confuse success with like 
busyness. Right. I'm you really know? glad you brought that up because when someone tells me, like I ask them, oh, what'd you do recently? Like, oh, nothing really at all. I've kind of just been chilling. That seems like a great answer to me. And that's not because mm-hmm. I think I grind 24 hours of the day, <clears throat> seven days a week. Um, someone once taught me, I met this girl my freshman year and she was a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And she's a fairy princess just as much as us all. <laughs> she dresses beautifully her hair. She has the fairy princess hair. You know, you wash it, it dries naturally straight. <sighs> it's soft, it's shining. We love to hate mm-hmm. her. Yes. We love her. Yeah. Um, and she is someone that taught me that you could always be doing more. And I don't mean that in a way of we need to always be putting pressure on ourselves and you should always be striving and this is never good enough. But, you know, I'm not saying, like I said, I grind 24 seven, mm-hmm. but in the Nobody times, does. No, Nobody no one really does. does. Yeah. But in the times that like, I feel like I'm really funneling like the majority of my energy towards a goal, you know, studying for something, you know, whatever. Um, she kind of taught me you could be doing more and that doesn't mean you need to always look within yourself for more because we were only so much and we're still like i'm not sure the general age of this podcast but i'm guessing mm-hmm. you guys are in your early 20s mm-hmm. older listeners that's great too but we're only so much of a person and you can only take so much of yourself yes. and put it towards something um this could mean asking for help and i think mm. this is super duper important rome is not built in the day and one man <laughs> does not maketh it all um amen when I need help, I can tell you one of my strong suits is asking for help. I am very not ashamed or afraid or embarrassed to tell someone, a professor, a friend, you know, a classmate that I have no idea what's going on. Please help me. <laughs> and I think that's really important. She taught me that sometimes in addition to looking within yourself, you can look to the people you've surrounded yourself with, even if you're not familiar with them. Yes. I know like for those of us with social anxiety, I have that too. Like approaching a new person is difficult in and of itself. Add asking for help and you mm-hmm. kind of just doubled your anxiety. Right, there's just vulnerability. Right, right. But someone also told me recently that, you know, they appreciate when someone shows them their vulnerabilities because it makes them relatable and it kind of shows people like, you know, everyone struggles, you know, to one person struggling, looking out into the world, they might think that everyone else is doing just fine, which is completely inaccurate. But you know what? That could be their mentality and that's, you know, really unhealthy. So, yeah. Think of it in showing your weakness, you're giving strength to someone else too. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually smiling because this is exactly what I'm talking about with, with, I mean, we were talking about success and now we're talking about authenticity because I think the two are so intertwined. Like, I mean, in a little bit, I want to talk about kind of what makes a person, quote, authentic and what makes a person inauthentic. But part of being an authentic person is not being afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is like, of course you ask for help because like mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. Like you are such an authentic person to me. Like... I find people who are successful and grinding, but, you know, they always want to put on this mask that, like, they always have it together and they know it all. Like, to me, those are the most inauthentic people you could ever, like, spend your time with. And, like, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to hang out with a Mm know-it-all. Nobody wants to hang out with someone who has it all together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because deep down, you know you don't. Deep down, they know you don't. Mm -hmm. So why can't we all just, like, be real? Right, definitely. And with authenticity, that really makes me think of like high school versus college Mm. right high school at the end of your high school career you're kind of sold on the idea that college is like a brand new start it's a new you it's the time Mm -hmm. to rebuild yourself and I don't discount that and I told myself going into college that I was going to rebuild myself I was very quiet in high school didn't really socialize there kind of just wasn't much happening and I thought you know college is my chance to come out of my shell change who I am you know become this new person and I feel like I did. I definitely made an effort to be more social, to put myself in like different situations to try and like, you know, grow, develop, if you Mm -hmm. will. And I was telling someone this uh, very recently and they're like, oh, in what ways, like, how did you try to cultivate your personality? And I like took a hot minute and thought about it. And my answer to him was, you know what? In truth, I don't think I built a new personality for myself. I think I just brought out who I was in mm. high school, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. And told my, it was just me telling myself that I'd rebuild my persona, character, what have you, was just kind of like the catalyst for me to just be who I was. That sounds cheesy, friends, but it's 100% no, sometimes true. life is cheesy. And I mean, like, this whole idea of, like, building a new personality mm-hmm. and, like, f- shaving off parts of yourself and adding on new parts of yourself that aren't there, like, that also was a way of, like, inauthenticity you know what I mean like you are who you are and obviously we all have bad things about our personality we all have great things about our personality and I think we should always be changing always be looking to change and to grow but like also allowing yourself to like be who you are and not trying to like 
like I look at people all the time and I think, wow, they have such a great personality. I wish I had this trait, you know what I mean? But like mimicking them to become that is like, there's like a line, mm-hmm. you know what I Definitely. mean? I think authentic- authenticity comes with being comfortable in your own skin, which I know is way easier said than done. Yeah. Trust me, as someone that used to not be comfortable in her own skin, still isn't sometimes. It's definitely difficult putting yourself out there. Just today, I mentioned uh, aesthetic houseplants earlier, but my <laughs> aesthetic houseplant order came in today and I was very yes. excited about it. And one of my little plants was a little stressed from being, you know, in the oh, mail system. So I was trying thing. to be a good plant mother. So this particular plant likes bright sunlight. So me being a complete mm, dork, me. I stood outside my dorm holding my little plant so oh, it could feel the heat and warmth of the sun. Is that the one you sent me a snap of? Yes, that oh. was the plant. Her name is Dottie. D-O-T-T-I-E. Oh, we love that. We love that. Right, but I was standing out there like a dork, hopefully a cute dork with her plant. Um, my accounting professor walks by and she's like, hi. And I was like, hello. And she's like, What's happening here? I was like, I ordered a plant and completely launched into the whole plant store. Her name is Dottie. It came today. Just mm-hmm. sold stress, sunlight. Um, and I would say like three years ago, I'd be super embarrassed to be caught like outside, like wearing like cut off jean shorts and like my Snoopy t-shirt holding this plant up to the rays of the sunlight. <laughs> right. But like now I'm just like, you know, it's something I like. I'm happy about it. I'm like working on yeah. my little like like it's nothing to be ashamed of and I think you know I think she appreciated it yes (laughs) I think people people value realness and authenticity Mm. like if you're into plants like own it you know what I mean (laughs) it's only weird if you're like shameful about it like ew who is this plant girl who's like sneaking around the dorms like with her plants like just be like yeah I like plants my plants a little frazzled they need some sunlight (laughs) and they'll be like all right yeah maybe I need to give my plants some sun yeah and I think Going back to kind of what we were saying of like, you know, you can see things in others and want to like mimic that or have that. But then like there is this line between like working and changing for the better and then also like being fake. Right. And on that topic, I kind of did want to talk about like, oh, I sound like such like a like like a baby boomer, like my, like an old person. Like I want to talk about social media and the problems <laughs> of social media. Um, but I think it's important to talk if we're talking about authenticity, it's kind of, it would be weird if we didn't talk about social media. Cause Definitely. I feel like social media, I'm mostly talking about Instagram, but obviously Twitter, all that kind of stuff. There's just so much in authenticity that I, and don't get me wrong. I love Instagram. Anyone who follows me knows that I love Instagram. I post all the time. I'm on my stories. I have like, well, I have three accounts now I have my main account I have a beauty account and I have a finsta only a couple people follow that one um it's just memes it's just memes but um like I find it actually emotionally draining sometimes to be on Instagram and to see people I don't know it's it's easier for me to like brush off people I don't know but people in my own life that I see them put up this like facade that it's just like oh my god I get like a mo I'm it's just it's a lot it's a lot sometimes to like I don't know when everything seems so curated and so perfect it's like oh sometimes I don't know what to do and I guess like I don't know why this bothers me so much it does okay it doesn't bother me but I want to talk about like aesthetic feeds and like cohesive feeds Mm -hmm. and you know when you click on someone's feed and like every post is like the same color story everything is like the same either like really warm tones or cool tones and all this kind of stuff and everything is like super curated like the images look like they're from a magazine or like a blog now I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I follow a lot of those accounts because they're beautiful. It's you know pretty. what I mean? Yeah, it's really pretty. It's pleasing. It's, it's, pleasing. it's nice to look at. Sometimes it's even relaxing. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is beautiful. But then there are those people, and I'm speaking in my own opinion, that like, it's almost like... It's consuming. Fake. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like, it's like this cardboard front that they have up where it's like, ew, like I know you as a real person. Like, what is this going on? Like, this is... It's a little, I guess, what is the line between, like, putting your best face forward and being fake? Mm-hmm. Like, that's something I struggle with. Definitely. I think I'm going to give the slightly lame but very true answer that it's a very gray area. I mean this half-jokingly, but I sometimes say that, you know, social media is going to be the death of us all. <laughs> because, you know, we're talking about authenticity, and you can't really fake authenticity. You can really feel when someone is being genuine with you, giving them their real self. And you can feel when they're being fake. I think that the exception to this is you can fake 
authenticity mm. on Instagram, right? Yes. Because there's a couple posts that get popular, right? There's like the aesthetic feed like you were talking about. But there's also like, you know, the memer side. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like a relatable side. Like, oh my gosh, guys, tears at 3 a.m. Got to study for my midterm. Me, 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 me. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like a couple different things we like to play into. And part of it is like a totally normal part of society. We all have different ways of like processing our emotions, laughing, you know, sharing our lives. And that's okay. But I think that it gets really toxic when you can't distinguish your virtual life from your personal life. Because I think, mm. you know, there's a temptation in real world life to be, you know, fake and play into certain like personality types that you know will be popular people or like being like a chameleon. Like yes. if you know you're talking to a certain type of person, you're going to act a certain different way. And that's completely natural. Yeah. But at a certain point, it gets out of hand and unhealthy. And I think the digital um, realm is particularly tempting and easy for people to create a new persona. And some people need that. Maybe it's therapeutic for them. Maybe they're very quiet in class, but online they like to share their art. That's personally my brother. He's kind of like a quiet dude, but he likes to really share his art online with like, you know, captions explaining like how he came to, you know, how he thought of this design or like what's on his mind lately. And it's really healthy for him. But then there's the unhealthy part. And I'm sure we all know people in our lives that are like this who as soon as they post a story they're constantly checking the numbers like who saw it you know how many likes do I have or like you know people yeah. say oh I need to come up with a caption for this like you know what's cute and what's now yeah and it's hard because it's so integrated in our life I think a conversation about social media um usually the next thing that comes up is like media consumption and we consume media so quickly these days no one yeah. reads a newspaper anymore right you get a notification on your phone saying oh you know breaking news or like you scroll through your feed and you find out something new like Sometimes I see people like, and I'm kind of like this myself. I get, I want to like get to the message on Instagram that says you are all caught up. And I've never gotten there. It's so much, right? I've never gotten there. It's I follow so, so many people. I've seen people sitting in like public spaces and they're not even like looking at their phone. They're literally just like rampantly like running their finger across like the phone yep. to try and get to the yep. end. But the truth is, guys, there is no end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there isn't. There isn't an end. And social media also shows us, you know. People want to put their best foot forward. And I understand for like, you know, businesses and stuff, if you have like your company's um, Instagram, you want it to look nice and professional and you want people to be attracted towards that. And people are attracted to like beauty and like aesthetics, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think social media is a double-edged sword. It brings people enjoyment. It connects people, but it also incites comparison. And I'm sure you guys have heard that comparison is the thief of happiness, right? Yep. So... It's really a fine line. I know some people need social media. Like, they want to see the world. They want to be inspired by different things. Yeah. But I also think at a certain point, it's just too toxic. Like, personally, I stopped following a bunch of these, like, Instagram models or, like, beauty accounts yeah. because I would just look at it and be like, I would constantly be not satisfied with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that was very healthy for me. Like, I was wa- uh, watching, looking at someone's feed. And, you know, it's all aesthetic. You know, she's beautiful. She's on a beach somewhere far away and exotic. You know, I feel like she's living her best life. And this Instagrammer, she also YouTube. She's a she's a vlogger. Of course. And right. And then (laughs) I feel like there's like all the YouTube like material we get. And then every once in a while we'll get like a video where someone the thumbnail is someone like crying. And, you know, it's a very short, brief description of the video. And you're like, what's wrong? You know what I mean? And they're always saying how, you know, I'm sad. I'm just not being my authentic self. And a lot of their critics are like, why are you complaining? You travel for free. You get Mm -hmm. sent all this free stuff. How could you be unhappy? But, you know, we're all human beings. And the human spectrum of emotion is very, very long and wide. And you can feel a million different things. Sometimes you're just, sometimes you're just sad. Yeah. And and once again, that goes into the thing of like success and authenticity. It's like these people who appear to have so much success, like these IG models can, can actually be like not successful in their own hearts and minds because they're not living authentically mm-hmm. and I think what you said about you know like on following a bunch of accounts because like well, or no not on following how you a lot of people follow accounts because you get inspiration right, from it right. and I follow a lot of accounts like that and I think I think a good way of distinguishing it is between like if you're following this like really aesthetic account where like it can seem like fake but like if you're drawing inspiration from that and it's like moving you in ways I think that's a good way to put it but I think a lot of the feeds and profiles that I'm thinking of are people where it's like literally not inspiring at all like this looks like a carbon copy of like every other like IG influencer account that I've ever seen and I think like I feel like that's where 
uh, I get like irritated when it's like yeah. it's not inspiring. This is literally just like a regurgitation right. of like everyone I've ever seen. Yeah, which is hard. My brother put it in a good way. I said, why do we like social media? But then why is it also so bad? And he told me that as humans, I mean, this, there's exceptions to everything, but I'd say the majority, we all want to simultaneously be unique, but also be like everyone else. Yeah. And social media really facilitates that. You could post something that you know is like very popular and gets a lot of likes, but then you add your own spin on it or like you're in like your hometown or like your favorite coffee shop, you're wearing your favorite outfit and suddenly mm-hmm. it's you. So I feel like it's satisfying that I am original, but I am conforming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, you know, I really love, I well, I admire and I respect people I mean, you talked about your brother and his Instagram account where it's like he's posting his art and he's like describing the process behind it and things like that. And to me, like that is so cool. And like my brother is a very creative person at well. He does film and his Instagram account. He doesn't post often, but when he posts, it's about what he's doing and not like where he is and what he's drinking or what he's eating or who he's with. But it's what he's done. And like you, I don't even think there's one selfie on my brother not that selfies are a bad thing I have tons of selfies on my page I think selfies are great but like I have a lot of like respect and like admiration for people who like don't care about like what their profiles and things look like but it's like about the content and like the quality of what is being put out there right and I'm like oh shoot it makes me think about like what am I posting like Mm -hmm. why did I post the car selfie Mm -hmm that I just did like <laughs> was it really something that people needed to see <laughs> like did it give any inspiration to anyone or was it just like another mindless Post. regurgitation of of everything that everyone's ever seen before for sure I have a lot of respect too for accounts kind of like that but not so much as what they're doing though I respect that very deeply I like ones where people are kind of just like it's kind of random. Like the captions make no sense. It's probably an inside <laughs> joke. The picture is blurry. Yes. Like low quality picture, high quality. Yes. And you know what? I respect that because yes. they're not treating their Instagram as kind of like a billboard advertisement for themselves. I think they're treating it as like a scrapbook yeah. and like keeping like moments that they thought were like fun and whoever would like to look at it, yep. yeah, more power to you. They're whoever like literally yeah. treating it as an app. Yeah. What it is. Like it's yeah. just this app on my phone and like, oh, well, this is fun. This picture's funny. Mm-hmm. And like my friend said this thing that was funny and I'm mm-hmm. going to leave it here even though people won't get it. I think that's, I love accounts like that too. I'm glad that you said that where it's like, they're not taking themselves so seriously. They're not taking it so seriously. And like, like I said, like I find myself getting caught up too. Like, I feel like sometimes I take my Instagram way too seriously. Like I'll check and see like how many people, I mean, I feel like we all do this. Like you post a story and then at the end you check and see how many people saw it. And like, I, you know, like if not a lot, or if sometimes my stories are really long, if people like stop watching halfway through, like. I mean, I don't care, <laughs> but like, like, I don't care. But then at the same time, it's like, ugh, like, why do I kind of care a little bit? Right. I think it comes with just like the society or a college podcast talking yeah. about society, but it's become so integrated into things, right? When we talk, right, we're business students. Yeah. And when people say like, oh, when you're, you know, applying for a job, you have to clean up all your social medias. You yeah. know what I mean? And it really becomes like the first barrier for lack of a better word that people encounter with you people try to get a feel from you from your Mm -hmm. Instagram like why we put so much effort I think into what our Instagram looks like what we're posting you know the content 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 yeah is because you know we're humans we're judgy people we say don't judge a book by its cover but Instagram is our new cover yeah and whether that's you're being hired or like maybe someone saw you walking across campus and like oh who's that girl again oh I think that's so and so and you look up her Instagram it's like oh let me get a feel for what she's like you know what I mean of course and I don't want to say that I like like oh yeah of course I don't think that people's Instagrams are a reflection of themselves mm-hmm. but like if my friend is talking to someone new I'm like drop the IG handle mm-hmm. because I need to check this person out and mm-hmm. I will absolutely judge someone mm-hmm. from their feed and I'm I mean guilty of it yeah and I mean in in a way like is that a bad thing I feel like what you post is or I guess should be an accurate representation of yourself whether right. it is or it isn't and I think that also is going into success once again that if you are branding I'm using branding as a loose term you don't have to be like a marketing agent but like (laughs) branding yourself authentically that it allows a community and a following that is also in line with you like truly you not like the fake version of you Mm -hmm. that is like truly about you Mm -hmm. to actually like be engaged with you and follow you and you to actually have like real engagement that that matters whether that's two people or you know 5,000 people Mm. it's like if you're actually living your true authentic self then like 
it allows you to build a community and a following that is also real. Yeah, exactly. Like, personally, for my Instagram, I don't like posting pictures because I'm completely guilty of when I post something, I'm constantly checking how many people liked it, who liked it. Did someone leave a comment? Oh, my gosh, what did they say? You know? And, and that's a perfect reason why I like you. Like, you, oh, my God. Like, you could have, like, the most amazing Instagram ever. Like, <laughs> the hauls that this girl could do. The outfits of the day. The makeup of the day. And, like... You would, honestly, if you ever wanted to get more into social media, you would inspire people because, like, you're doing actual, like, big things. Like, you're not just, like, buy my skinny tea and my hair gummies. <laughs> it's, like, bitch, I'm studying for the DAT. I'm stressed, but, like, here, I'm using this moisturizer and it's really helping me out. And I just bought this spritzer for my plants. Like, that's the content I want to see. You know, like, a woman, like, climbing the freaking ladder, you know what I mean? Breaking that ceiling, but, like, just glowing while she's doing it. But, like when I met you and I became like so obsessed with you like you know obviously I followed you on Instagram that's what that's what friends do <laughs> and I was like wow she doesn't have any photos you know what I mean and I was like I kind of like that you know and I was like dang once again made me think about myself like wow why do I post so much like she has so much going on in her life that like you would just never know unless you knew her and to me that's like respect like that's kind of how like I said, my brother, like, my brother does so much stuff, but, like, you'd never know unless you actually take the time to know him, mm -hmm. and there's something about that that I think we're losing in society today, like, mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of know what everybody's lives, I mean, to an extent, right. I kind of know what's going on in people's lives, but, like, the people who don't use social media often, it's like, mm -hmm. what is going on in their lives? Like, they're mysterious, <laughs> like, there's, like, this, I want to, like, Ooh, you know? I think it just comes from, I'm like kind of a naturally private person. Not that I'm closed off and reserved. Like I'll tell people about my plans if I meet them or how like I messed up my Nike order yesterday. Like mm. totally relatable things. Once again, like I want to see this Nike order. <laughs> Give me a haul, you know? <laughs> but, um, oh, where was I going with this? Um, what did you just mention? <laughs> um, use, now you're making me forget. We were talking about, Oh, like how like some people don't post on social media and oh. it's like, ooh, like I kind of know what's going on in their lives. Right, right, right. I think there's nothing wrong with like sharing our experiences because I'm all for that. I think it's super important, especially with like hot topic, big issues. Like by sharing your experiences, you're normalizing the topic and making people like confident and being able to come forward and accepting their vulnerability and then realizing that they're part of a community where people understand them and have gone through similar instances and they can receive help. That's yeah. super important. But I definitely kind of like shake my head sometimes when I see people like oversharing. It's just like, what's their function? Not, I'm trying to not, I'm not trying to undermine them, but yeah. every, when someone posts every single day, like, oh my gosh, late to class because I just got coffee and like, oh my gosh, this oh, coffee oh, tastes oh. bad. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I feel and see like a lot of this that I'm talking about, I feel like I get caught up in that. Like sometimes like, ooh, this is, ooh, okay. I'm attacking myself. Like even just today, this is an example of oversharing, but I stopped myself. <laughs> I stopped myself. So I got coffee this morning and the Starbucks here today, they it's all cops mm. doing make, oh. making the drinks and oh, like okay. doing all the wow. stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like fine. Like, and I got to talk to a cop and uh -huh. like the drive through and he was like, cops are making your drinks today. Like, <laughs> oh. and like the drink was actually really bad because they didn't know what they were doing. And I was like, tempted to go on my IG story and talk about it. But like, mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't think people really need to know. <laughs> I need to know that cops made my coffee. So I stopped myself. Mm, I'm totally not attacking any of you guys or you, Sydney, or people that like to share. It's okay, Sharing Emily. Is great. <laughs> it's fine. I'm a big proponent of live your best life. You know yeah. what I mean? If that is something that brings you genuine joy to yourself, you're not doing it for other people, you know? I salute you and I commend you. But I'm not really sure exactly what it is that bothers me. Sometimes yeah. I think I'm kind of just a person like, you know, when I'm really like busy or like when I want to get something done on the day, I'm kind of just like, you know what, keep your eyes forward and, you know, mush on, you know, yeah. if my coffee didn't taste good this morning, well, that's okay. I'm not going to let it get in the way of my entire day. We're going to mush on. Yes. And that, and that, ugh, like that is so good. You know what I mean? And I, and I love, I love that, you know, not, and I feel like social media has like kind of fostered this nature to like really focus on like the minute right and the, details the of life yeah right. and it's like oh if you get caught up in that like your day's gonna be long as hell yeah and sad <laughs> you know what I mean and I think that goes with success and why maybe inauthenticity social media sometimes hinders our success and I know defining success is very difficult mm -hmm. and I'm not defining success as you have a six-figure job you're living in a 
palace of a house, you know, you drive a fancy car, you know, I think success is living and finding your most happiest life. That sounds very cheesy and people are like, I'm happy, you know, but are, are you, you happy? Are, you, are happy? you happy? Will money bring you more happiness? Will my plant bring me more happiness? Ugh. Will the 20% yeah. off the sale item, the Nike sale items I ordered, will that make me happy? Mm. I don't mm. know. I think success is an overall overdraping Overdraping, is that a word? It's now a word, term yeah. for our entire lives. Like, it's easy to live in the moment. We're young, we're doing kind of the same thing every day. It's easy to get caught up in the now and the monotony and be like, what am I doing with my life? I am in a rut. But I think success <coughs> is something that arches over our entire lifespan. You know what I mean? Let's say lifespan is 90 years. I want 90 years of a median score of happy. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? that's a good way of saying it. They say, like, you know, you, you can't feel the highs if you don't feel the lows of life. But, you know, sometimes it's true. Right? You really can't. So I feel like at the end of my life, not trying to get depressing here, people, if I can come up, you know, <laughs> yeah. middle and equal parts of high and low, maybe just, maybe just a bit more highs. Like yeah. I, will, I will have lived a happy, fulfilling, successful life. Yes. And you know, like I want to talk about this. Mm. So I want to talk about a little bit about like, like without like putting you out or on the spot, like you come from like a pretty wealthy family, right? Like you have like, Every time I see like, Emily, <laughs> Emily's tricky. Emily is one of those people. She will flex on you in the subtlest way. Like she will not like you're not like a big like na- like you don't have you wear expensive shit, but you have to <laughs> you have to know what it is. Like Emily's not going to like wear like a big like Supreme or something shirt. Like she's going to wear some like designer that like costs like way more than you would ever want or like I love I'm obsessed with your jewelry and stuff. But, like, you have to know. And that's what I love about it. You don't, like, push it onto others. It's just, like, you're doing you. And if you happen to know what it is, then, like, that's fine. But, like, I think a lot of times, especially in this, like, hype beast world we live in, like, mm-hmm. like everybody, I don't know. I feel like, obviously, money and success, they've been, they've been tied together from the beginning. You know what I mean? But, like... What I love about you is I feel like whenever I'm with you or I talk with you or we hang out, like, it's never, it's never about, like, not that it's ever, but I have friendships, honestly, mm-hmm. truly, that are about, it's almost like a bragging competition. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to say it's like a competition or like a brag, but it's like. It's a who can top the other person. And that's where <sighs> social media goes. Yeah. If someone takes a picture of their, like, Yeezys and their Supreme crew neck I do not know the terms of hype beast neither do where, I, I just you know out, like yeah. on the street next to like an I-8 like you know Ugh, like people yes. are like oh and it keeps getting perpetuous like you said social media promotes a lot of regurgitation of things because certain things get popular do we yes. do people like expensive streetwear yes that is a fact yeah when you constantly post it it increases its power over yeah. us so to speak you know, wow power consumerism don't get me wrong guys I love to buy things oh um, yeah definitely I love it too yeah but um it's kind of just like an endless cycle see these types of you know wealthy rich luxurious posts these gets lots of lots of likes and young lo- young kids oh, words um <laughs> young kids um associate like subconsciously not so- subconsciously that's up to you that likes equal good yeah right so that's why oh they want these new shoes and they want to like wear this and oh that's so cool and it's 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 unfortunate yeah and I think what it what I'm trying to say is like you could flex so hard but you but you don't and to me that is showing so much authenticity as a person because it's like you like the things you like because you like them and I feel like that's so hard at least for me I don't want to speak for everyone it's hard for me at this point in my life to find people that genuinely like things because they like them not because it's it's what's popular or Mm -hmm. it's what's going on or and I know that like and I'm not bashing on like hype beast wear or culture no, or sure. not even hype beast like anything wear. the whole like brandy melville look yes. and the whole like kind of thing like those are all fine if you genuinely like that style yeah. like that's fine but like i feel like you don't i don't know like to me the best kind of people are like i love when i because i learn new things from you and i like see you wear something i'm like i've never seen that before like this is so cute this is so unique like that's so emily you know what i mean like i'll see things and it'd be like that is so emily where it's like if you're kind of lumping yourself within like the big like in like a big group of people like the whole 
Tumblr Brandy Melville style mm-hmm. that's popular now, where like the hype beast style is really popular now and all that kind of stuff. It's like Urban it, Outfitters. Yeah, the whole Urban Outfitters thing. It's like it's hard to I don't know, give like an individual uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Like a vibe, I don't know. Like, you know? Yes, a vibe, yeah. I guess. Like there's a distinct Emily vibe. And it's not like anything else, you know what I mean? It's like this conglomeration of a bunch of things that you like in your life. It's not like a... Uh, I think I was trying to say, I, I do things and I buy things for me and not for other people. Yeah. Right? Because uh, personally, like, you know, I like nice things, not shaming expensive things. I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when someone only talks about that, I feel like it's because maybe something's like wrong in their life and they're trying to find themselves. There's some type of problem. Yeah. And you know retail therapy I'm just as guilty of retail therapy as any other person but sometimes when it becomes all about like the clout you know what I mean yeah when it becomes all about it's because they're trying to attach themselves onto an identity and I think it's okay to not have an identity I think we're obsessed with putting a label on what kind of girl am I you know you say it you you know how to say it and that's why you're on this (laughs) podcast attaching yourself to an identity is I think what it was like you have your own identity Mm -hmm. thank you you're not like trying to like buy into someone else's identity that's already been created yeah i would describe my uh my aesthetic my mood if you will as i'm like a glossier meets kawaii meets edgy yes that is that is my brand friends and oh god what a brand you know i love that and that that is a great way of of putting it and i just i also just love that like you're happy with what you have like the other day we were talking and you told me you told me the the car you drive. What is the car you drive? A Subaru. <laughs> she drives a Subaru, and it's like it's kind of like was it used, right? Yeah, it's a it's a used Subaru, and my dad actually bought it as like a camping vehicle. I previously drove a Prius. Yeah, lovely little battery box of a car. An econ queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I drove a Prius, and then my brother got his license, and I passed the Prius. Um. What did I name it? Baby. Baby was the name of my Prius. <laughs> Pass it on to my brother, and we're kind of like, well, what kind of car? do you want? I was like, I don't really need anything particular. I'd kind of like something that just runs off of gas and not electricity because yes. the Prius went nowhere. Okay. Um, not knocking, um, environmental, um, sustainability friends, but, mm-hmm. um, I would just like to say that with environmentally stable cars, it often takes a lot of fuel and produces a lot of pollutants in the environment just to ship the car battery over from where it was manufactured. Okay. That, preach. That, yes. that is a different, that is a different story, but a good story. Okay. <laughs> but, um, my dad was like, Oh, like if you don't really like mind, like we kind of need like a camping car or something with like four wheel drive, something industrial to yes. really like take on the trails not that i camp if anyone that looks at me <laughs> i don't look like a camping gal and i play to that image i don't camp i love and nature I love that. I, I, yeah I, I, we wouldn't be friends if we were a camping girl Lo- love nature don't particularly um like camping so right. he's like this will be like for when i like and my brother you know they like to go camping mm-hmm. and i was like yeah I'm totally fine with it i got four wheels i'm not complaining yeah. very happy but it's a very industrial car like if you looked at it you wouldn't exactly assign it to me exactly which is also what i love it's like oh gosh like i know so many people who like ugh, like they try so hard, especially i mean cars clothes mm-hmm. technology all that kind of stuff it's like they like desperately need mm like the best of the best or what's popular to like play into their into their image and right. their and their brand and and their ego i i guess but like it's like i love that like you're willing to ju- like <laughs> let's be real i know your family can afford more than a super okay <laughs> but like the fact that like it doesn't matter to you and you're happy with right you're happy with that Subaru. I'm happy just to have wheels so I can go to Target and buy unnecessary things. Amen. And like, there's nothing. And if you drove a freaking Lamborghini, I wouldn't, I'm not saying that that's bad at all. I'm not like, no, I'm not like, like rich shaming here or anything like that. I'm just saying like, I love that you're happy with whatever it is. And I think you've nailed it down. I think that's how I would define success. Being happy with what you are. Microphone. What you are, (laughs) what you have and you know where you're going. Yes. If you're not happy, by all means, change it that doesn't mean you need to berate yourself with i am not good enough what will make me better mm-hmm. it's a gradual process yeah finding yourself living life and just you know we're we're young generalizing any older audience members you're yeah. great too <laughs> yeah. but um we're young our experiences shape us the more you live life the more you interact with people yeah. the more different things you do it could just be small things like driving to the post office and mailing your letter in this digital age mailing mm-hmm. is like not very common anymore these little experiences build up in the end yeah and you might not realize how they're impacting you but I think you're going to get less from these experiences if you're not being authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, the more authentic you are, the more real it, the more real it is, the more you're going to learn from it. Yeah. And I think 
an important thing is like because you're happy with the Subaru, mm-hmm. you're gonna be happy <laughs> with the Ferrari if that ever happens. Yes. You know, if you, and I think that's important. Like, in order to be happy with, I think the success that you'll get later on in life, whatever that whatever that is to you, if that's if that's a Ferrari, if that's a little cabin in the woods, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you have to be happy with where you were when you started. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, I've never. I just got a new car and it's my it's first very nice, car. guys. It's oh, most super new car. Like it's ultra you. sleek. Thank you. It's my first car with like leather seats and like the seat, the front seat like has like electronic, like uh, mm-hmm. I can like move the seat oh. back and forth like that. And like, I'm really happy with it. But like, <laughs> I was genuinely, truly happy with my Chevy Cruze. I was happy with my Kia Optima mm-hmm. with the upholstery seats. Like, and I think it's like, because I was happy there, mm-hmm. it just makes the next step even more happy because it's like it's literally just icing on the cake like oh like this is so fun but like I was fine with the exactly the other car I think it's you were fine with it because you were you were grateful you know we take a lot of things for granted oh yeah try not to be preachy here guys but sometimes you know maybe you guys need to hear it we need to just be grateful for the little things yeah someone once told me and I know this is very like very now like journaling (laughs) but you know really sitting down don't laugh guys and writing a list on one side you write the things you're not happy with and on the other side you write the things you're happy with and I'm gonna go on a limb and say that like maybe 90% of the time hopefully more you will see that the good outweighs the bad and what you're grateful for are not things to be like taken for granted yeah and and you know if if you do that and your list is more bad than good then you have to kind of think about what you're focusing on right you know I there's a quote in my phone I, I put it in my notes let me see if I have it but like the essentially it was just like whatever you pay attention to will grow yeah I guess I don't even need to look it up that, that's what it was whatever right. you give attention to will grow right change and, doesn't happen if you don't do anything exactly and I think like speaking from my personal perspective I grew up in a family that never necessarily struggled for things I always had food I was always able to do extracurriculars I was always you know what I mean I never had to like want for anything and I know there's a lot of people listening that like like will judge me because of that because it's like oh I never I never had a life like you know and like oh I don't want this to come off like bad but what I'm trying to say is like it's easy for people like me to have this privilege that is never acknowledged and never like I don't know and that can also feed into this inauthenticity like I try my hardest I want to say my hardest because I'm sure I could always be doing more but I try really hard to be thankful as I get older and as I'm, you know, spending more time with like my parents and and seeing how much they've sacrificed for me growing up, mm-hmm. it really makes me be like, wow, like I have so much to be thankful mm-hmm. for that like literally anything I get is like, geez, like thank you. You know what I mean? And this turned into like, <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Gratefulness, success, authenticity, <laughs> yeah. social media, luxury items. Yes, I. but I think gratefulness plays part into it if you're not grateful for what you have no matter what it is like if you're not grateful grateful for the car with you know no mirrors and the broken headlight Mm -hmm. granted that's unsafe and you should get that fixed yeah maybe you shouldn't do that but like if you're not grateful for like and this is really this is really cheesy but it is what it is like if you're not grateful for the journey like you're not going to be like happy at the destination you know what I mean like it's an ebb and flow. Like yes. success and authenticity are two huge topics and it takes really a lot to get there. But I think the base of it comes with you because success, you want yes. to be successful. You want to be authentic, yes. on, authentic. But with that comes knowing yourself, which, you know, Sydney's talked about in a previous podcast. Please check out her relationships podcast. It was very oh, great. Um, you know, you have to be happy with yourself and really understand yourself. And that's no small feat. It's difficult. And yes. even, you know, some days you, you're happy with yourself. Some days you're not. And that's completely okay because that's normal we are human we are not robots and and some days you're like super grateful and your heart is so overflowing and Mm -hmm. some days you're like can anything in my life go right like Uh oh my gosh I lived this horrible life woe is me and then like you get done with that episode you're like whoa okay what happened (laughs) that was crazy but I think what I'm saying is like from my personal life journey whatever I struggle a lot or I feel like I feel like I have this duty to be su- like extra grateful because mm-hmm. I feel like I've had such an amazing family and such an amazing childhood and such mm-hmm. amazing opportunities that like sometimes I get really down on myself and like it's just like sad but like I've literally like cried feeling like oh my god like like ew like I almost don't even like myself like yeah. I like 
I have all this this love and this grat and like mm. so much opportunity I have so much opportunity in my life and then when I think back on it sometimes I'm just like I'm doing nothing with it I'm not grateful for it because mm. I, I see other people and like you know they're doing so much with so much less mm-hmm. and I'm like oh god and then it makes me feel like less successful and it makes me feel like I'm not being authentic and like I should be more grateful and all this kind of stuff but that's funny because I literally had a similar experience you know this week and you know sad about some certain things and I was asking myself you know you have nothing to be sad about Mm -hmm. you're healthy you have a family that loves you you know you're you know you get to pursue an education you know I don't like struggle in certain ways that I know other people do but I also I was talking to my mom about it everyone mm-hmm. call your mom tell her you love her yes, yes. um she said um you know all those things are true but sometimes you can't discount how you feel <clears throat> that doesn't mean you need to spiral and like like you know like marinate <laughs> it doesn't no. <laughs> you don't need to like spiral or marinate in your bad vibes but um maybe taking the first step is just talking to someone you know yeah and processing your feelings my mom I asked her like you know what would you do you know and she says I would write a list I was like hold up have you ever been to therapy before she's like no and I was like where did you learn this she's like I don't know just do it I was like okay moms I know moms the wisdom that they have she told me to when you feel something whether it be positive or negative to write it down on a piece of paper so let's say you feel lonely write down lonely on Mm -hmm. a piece of paper very dramatic stick with me guys (laughs) but you know eventually and you will stop feeling lonely when you're done with that emotion cross it out and then on the mm. other side of the paper, write the positive emotions, excited, chatty, happy. This is really turning into a motivational speak. But no, I promise, I love guys, this. But I promise oh, I love guys, this. This, this is very constructive. And I was like, wow, my mom, a wise woman. Um, maybe, maybe try that out. You know, it's all about acknowledging how you feel, processing it, and then, you know, moving forward. Because, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard before, too. If it doesn't matter in five years, it doesn't matter now. Mm, I've actually never heard that. Yeah, someone told me that, and it was Ooh. very like, wow, like you know, we hear look at the big picture, but like, you know, how big is the picture? What picture is this? But True. I, when something really gets me in a funk or gets me down, I think to myself, is this? Am I gonna care about this in five years? Does will this have effect mm. on me in five years? And you know, most of the time, it doesn't. Right. You know, my God, what a nugget! Put that in your in your <laughs> in your notes in your yeah. phone and look at that from time to time. My God, I love that. Okay. This has been amazing. But so we're at like 52 minutes or like 50 minutes. That like went by really fast. <laughs> but before we like close out this podcast, I did want to talk because I wrote down some stuff about kind of what it, what does an inauthentic person look like? And I want to talk about this because number one, I think this could be like eye opening to some people. Like if you listen to this and you're like, oh my God, that's me. That's me that's me yikes you know what I mean and that's okay and that's absolutely okay thank you for listening today (laughs) yeah and but then it can also be a way to kind of like you know I'm a big believer in like protecting your heart protecting your mind protecting your energy so to speak and like being really intentional about who you give your time to and you know if you feel like someone's being inauthentic like maybe pull back a little bit you know what I mean it's okay to like unfollow mm-hmm. people on on social media. It's okay to stop hanging out with a person IRL mm-hmm. if they're not giving anything to you. So <clears throat> this information is taken from psychologytoday.com from Stephen <laughs> Joseph, PhD. Um, just so you know where I'm getting my facts yes, from. Cite your sources, kids. Okay, yeah, you have to cite your sources. So this is like it's eight things I'll go through them really quickly about what an inauthentic person looks like and I'll run through them and then maybe we can like talk a little bit about them and then um we'll be done yay okay so an inauthentic person they are self-deceptive and unrealistic in their perceptions of reality they look to others for approval to feel valued they are judgmental of other people they do not think they do not think things through clearly They have a hostile sense of humor. Yikes. They are unable to express their emotions freely and clearly. They are not open to learning from their mistakes. And I think this is a big one, number eight. I like put a star by it. They do not understand their motivations. Mm. And I think that goes, I'm a big, big advocate for getting to know yourself. Morning intentions. Yes. (laughs) And I have friends and of course me as well. I struggle with this. It's like, you know, sometimes we do things and we literally don't know why we do those things. Yeah. And figuring out like why we do those things is mm-hmm. a big a big step in knowing yourself, but also a big step in being an authentic person, knowing why you do the things that you do and why you're taking the steps that you're like taking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the whole thing about like, what was it? 
are they're not open to learning from their mistakes. I mean, you talked earlier about like asking for help. Yeah, like, I am always one to ask for help. <laughs> yeah, and like ugh, we hate the people that like can never admit they were wrong or that they hurt you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I mean the things that I just read, like I think we're all kind of some of these to some extent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. No, no one is like I am absolutely one hundred percent myself all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's exist. that's impossible. It's not natural. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally not natural. Yeah, that's a little scary if you're like that. Um, so on that same note, I want to talk about some ways that we can maybe try to be more of an authentic person. So yeah. I wrote down some things that I think would help me. I don't know if it would help you, but sometimes it's good to try things that you think honestly might not even help you. Like I went to therapy one time and they told me to throw eggs in a bathtub if I was Ugh. feeling like stress. And I was like, that's literally retarded. And that literally would not eggs. help me. <laughs> and what a waste of <laughs> eggs. And I wrote it off and like, but I mean like, who knows? Mm-hmm. What if I tried it? And it was like <laughs> the best thing ever. And I would be like literally at Harvard right now if mm-hmm. I would have just thrown those <laughs> eggs in the bathtub. So I think there is something to like, not writing things off right away just because they sound like right stupid or like they wouldn't help you so ways to be a more authentic person um self-reflection i think is big which is like so obvious and i guess stupid to some people but like oh my goodness like in college especially you meet people that it's like have you ever looked in the mirror (laughs) you know what i mean and i'm not talking like a physical mirror but like an intellectual emotional yes. spiritual mirror yes. have you looked at yourself because mm-hmm. it's scary what's going on mm-hmm. you know what i mean um yeah you can't i wrote this down you can't grow internally if you're constantly obsessing with matters outside yourself right you know like if you're constantly i mean exactly will what gucci, i said will this gucci belt make me a better person yeah will like it make me happy yeah um I don't know. Will the Gucci belt make you a better person? Maybe let's maybe let's work from the inside. Mm-hmm. Let's work from the inside mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. then once you're happy, let's get the Gucci belt to make you even happier. Yes. Um, nurturing a healthy ego. Mm-hmm. So um, there's really nothing like deep or special about being superficially or monetarily monetarily. That's a word. Yeah. Better than others or having more success or money because that that status is just temporary and and it's Mm -hmm. suggestive you know not not suggestive it's um subjective Mm -hmm. you know just because you have money or i have money justin bieber has money Mm -hmm. you know what i mean how's that going (laughs) yeah yeah how is that going although love him if you jb if you're listening hit me up (laughs) we love we love you um yeah nurturing a healthy healthy ego i think building an ego that's founded in in pursuit of like doing doing things for others doing things for yourself being a good leader and not being like an insecure competitor mm-hmm. competitor like mm-hmm. you know like building yourself in order to like do good for others and the world and yourself mm-hmm. is a great thing and not building yourself in order to be better than the person next to you yeah you know what i mean definitely does that make sense definitely um obviously this is like this is subjective and this is kind of hard to do but having good character and what i mean by this is like in order to be an authentic person you need to have a strong sense of character Mm. and that's hard and i'm not saying that i do or that i can have authority to speak on this in any means but like you need to be able to have a strong sense of character and who you are and what you want to be in order to be an authentic person you know you need to know where you're going before you get in the car you know what I mean and so I think ways to like build good characters to like I mean I sound like I'm talking to like elementary school kids but like don't say things you don't mean you know don't break promises once you make them you know staying in a place of integrity I think at all times helps you keep good character and my favorite and I think the way that I try and cope with this the best is just not taking yourself too seriously. Mm. And I mean, we kind of talked about that, how we love like Instagram accounts that like are just random and yes. weird and low like, quality. What is this? What's happening? Yeah. It's like ugh, the person doesn't take themselves too seriously. And I love meeting people who are funny. I love self-deprecating humor, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's good or Same. not. Like that is a big step. Like if you're someone who struggles with like, you know, being authentic or being open 
and being real and asking for help and those kind of things. I think just an easy way is just like, just like laugh, like don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like joke about it. Like that's what I do. Exactly. I would just tack on at the end, like how to become an authentic person is it's becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And I think the uncomfortableness is not just like, oh, like, you know, my clothes don't fit me right today, but more of like, I'm uncomfortable with who I am because I'm afraid someone will judge me for it. And I have definitely had experience with this. I'm sure you, the listener, have had experience with this. Um, Take, for example, like, I'm very scared of being called on in class because I don't want to give the wrong answer because Mm -hmm. that is embarrassing to me. Right. And I was in a class once and I was called on and yes, I had the wrong answer. And I, (laughs) for the longest time, I'm like one of those people, you know, mild social anxiety, maybe moderate. Um, (laughs) Like when something happens, like me getting the answer wrong in class, I'm like filled with embarrassment and shame. And I don't leave that in the classroom. I marinate in it for the next 24 hours, lie in bed trying to sleep. And I relive that moment. And it's just not healthy and that's where I kind of insert the whole is this going to matter in five years did the the 15 other people in the classroom really care that I got that answer wrong no not at all and it's okay that I got it wrong you know getting things wrong is completely okay you know um just so long as you're learning from it and learning to be happy with yourself mistakes and flaws at all because we talked about building on yourself and that's super important and taking an like an internal reflection of yourself and you might not like what you see and that's okay because nothing is set in stone so cheesy but so true guys yeah. um you have the power to incite change in yourself and in your life and you can do it it just takes a little bit of effort a little bit of time maybe a little journaling you know yep. what have you um and it's all gonna be okay in absolutely the end. absolutely and you know i think like with like you getting the wrong answer like even if you got the right answer like people would have been in there and be like emily got the right answer again like yeah, people like, would have hated you for that same thing if i got the right answer is that gonna matter in five years definitely not exactly like people are gonna hate you whether you get the right answer they're gonna hate you whether you don't so yeah, it's like that's a, that's a good point too caring about what people think doesn't matter um i think i heard in a movie a show something but mm-hmm. you could be the sweetest ripest juiciest peach yes. in the world, but someone out there is still not gonna like peaches yes i know? think that's from kung fu panda right yeah, some, something Master somewhere Uwei, if you're out there in the spirit <laughs> realms we yeah. are channeling you yes yes absolutely i absolutely if you listen to casey musgraves um <laughs> you should but i mean she has a couple songs you know like whatever I won't get into that but just like moral of the story yeah you can be like the most succulent like perfect peach you've ever seen Mm -hmm. and like I I literally don't like peaches like Mm -hmm. there's always going to be someone that doesn't like your flavor Mm -hmm. so like just remember the happiness doesn't come from other people it comes from yourself if you are happy with being a deliciously ripe peach a slightly underripe peach you Mm. know a peach with a little bit of a blemish a peach with a lot of fuzz hair like it's okay or an apple yes exactly (laughs) It comes in all different forms, people. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I think moral of the story... Love I yourself. Think, <laughs> yeah, love yourself. I think authenticity is like a road to success. I think no matter what, whatever success is to you, mm-hmm. if you're authentically yourself, if you're living in your quote-unquote truth, if you're happy with where you are, mm-hmm. like success will find you, success will build around you, and yes. you will find others that share the same the same I guess idea of success and you know nobody wants to build success that is false or fake or inauthentic and good energy brings back good energy yes you know like I have a bunch of well not a bunch I have like this pillow in my room that says good vibes Mm -hmm. I also have a sweatshirt that says good vibes Mm -hmm. and people always make fun of me for it they're like oh good vibes huh (laughs) funny I'm like you shut up really though literally your vibes are like getting into the fibers of this sweater and you're ruining the sweater for me but like I'm a big believer in good vibes and Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like vibes attract vibes as like gross as that statement was but like it's (laughs) true you know what I mean definitely well maybe to end this podcast and I'm sure we've been talking for a very long time and I like to listen to this podcast and paint my nails so I'm sure if any of you are painting your nails your nails are long dry by now so feel free to move on with your life but Sydney started this podcast with a beautiful beautiful um compliment call all these compliments to me and i just like to throw it back oh, if you guys haven't it. met sydney she is a doll of a girl she is an anthropology queen i mean the store of aesthetic clothes and delicious smelling candles but should she choose to be an actual anthropology queen the study of anthropology i'm sure she would slay at that too oh, she has been nothing but kind to me one time she called me a cool girl and i just lived vicariously through that for months because i said to myself a cool girl called me a cool girl so by pro- so by proxy am i a cool girl it feels amazing oh so 
to any of you guys listening, I'm sure you guys know, Sydney is a complete gem, a light in my life. She reminds me that there is a world out there beyond my books. I strive for balance, but sometimes, you know, I am that person, hair up in the library, glasses on. And it's nice. It's so nice. It is a breath of fresh air to talk to someone as beautiful, driven, and smart as Sydney. Oh, stop. Self-deprecating de- self humor at all. So I'm sure you guys know how lucky you are to know Sydney, but this is a shout out and a memento to her. Let it be on the record forever Aww. and all of time. <laughs> Emily, seriously, thank you so much. Like, I know that I'm like brushing it off, but like, seriously, like it means so much. Like I could just cry right now. No. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I could cry if I wanted to right now. That means so much, especially coming from someone like you. I've bragged about you, but like, it, it really means a lot. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. You are so busy. It was hard to get this like done. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for, for taking time. Guys. <laughs> of course, everyone. Thank you for listening. I know this episode was a little long, but hopefully you got something from it. Um, we didn't mean to be preachy. It's mm-hmm. all coming from a real place. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to add at anyone. <laughs> no, we were not adding. There was no mentions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at C-Y-D-K-N-E-E. That's not how you spell my actual name. It's just my Instagram handle. I also just recently created a beauty account. It's Sydney Nicole underscore beauty. Sydney spelled my actual way. S-Y-D-N-E-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E underscore beauty. I post a lot of skincare, beauty things, deals, hauls, reviews. If you're into that, give that a follow. And Emily, where can they find you? You guys can follow me at E-M-dot-I-L-Y-L-E-M-L-E, Emily, um, on Instagram, if you so choose. Please don't knock my emoticon um, bio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Emily, thank you so much, and um, I love you. I love you, too. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.